0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.
1: It's Tuesday, March 1st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. There are a lot of old houses in St. Louis, and they all tell a story. Homeowners can look up long-forgotten details about their property, including how much it cost nearly a century ago. $6,800. Right, so it was valued at $6,800 in 1930. (laughs) That is crazy. We'll go on a history tour with a homeowner at the Missouri Historical Society Library in just a few minutes. Ukrainians throughout the St. Louis region fear for their loved ones following Russia's invasion of their homeland. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, they also worry about the country's future.
2: Ukrainians in St. Louis are holding protests, rallies, and prayer vigils to bring awareness to the conditions in Ukraine after forces invaded the country last week. St. Mary's Assumption Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church has been holding services to support people in Ukraine. Congregants are consoling each other as they pray for family and friends in their homeland. Eugene Logish is a deacon at St. Mary's Assumption. His parents immigrated to the U.S. from Eastern Europe in 1949. He says the past week has been a nightmare.
1: It's been sudden. It's been very shocking. We're prepared to welcome refugees. We are prepared to provide support if things stabilize. Uh, Several very dependable channels of financial aid have been opened.
2: St. Mary's Assumption plans to hold vigils every week. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: St. Louis Health Director Dr. Madi Slashwayo-Davis says the city's mask mandate can expire Sunday. She told the Board of Aldermen yesterday that her decision follows new federal guidance. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says masks are no longer necessary in areas where coronavirus transmission and hospitalizations are low. That includes the St. Louis region. schloss davis is recommending people continue to wear masks indoors to protect those who are not vaccinated or are at risk of serious illness from COVID-19.
3: I am wading through emails from parents and from immunocompromised folks who absolutely feel
1: like they've been left behind here. The Board of Aldermen would have to vote to keep the mandate in place. The FBI says it's pleased with an effort to collect old military explosives from homes in the St. Louis area. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports.
3: In mid-January, local bomb squads collected seven explosive devices. That prompted the FBI to launch an information campaign about the dangers of the explosives. The effort resulted in 18 calls in just over a week and the collection of 14 items. For comparison, most bomb squads get calls like that once a month. FBI St. Louis bomb technician Pat Carolyn says he thinks a combination of publicity and the pandemic generated the uptick in calls.
0: Since COVID, a lot more people have been in their homes and they start cleaning stuff out and they come upon this.
3: Though the specific initiative lasted just a week, Carolyn says anyone who finds what they think might be explosives can call local law enforcement to have them removed safely. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Harris-Stowe State University has named LaTanya Collins-Smith its new president. Collins-Smith has served in an interim role since June after Corey S. Bradford Sr. left the university for another job. She helped Harris-Stowe bring in more than $3 million in scholarships and donations. Collins-Smith has been with Harris-Stowe for more than a decade. She previously served as the university's provost and vice president of academic affairs. She is the university's first African-American woman president. Many houses in St. Louis have a long history, including John Salvo's home in Tower Grove South. It was built in 1908, and Salvo didn't know much more about the property when he moved in. So he went on a mission to find out more with the help of the Missouri Historical Society. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports.
3: When John first tried to research his house's history after he and his wife purchased it nearly two years ago, he hit a dead end.
2: I was like, I'm going to call the city and try to find a blueprint of the, and the guy was like, there's no, they didn't even make the blueprints. And I was kind of like discouraged. I'm like, okay, there's probably nothing. He only found
3: one name, Gustav Weist, the architect who designed his two-story brown brick house. Then, John got in touch with Dennis Northcott. Dennis is an associate archivist at the Missouri Historical Society Library and Research Center off Skinker Boulevard. It's set in a former Jewish synagogue with a huge dome room. That sounds like a PA system when you stand in the middle of it.
0: Researchers are welcome to come in to research the history of their home or their family genealogy or countless aspects of local history that they might be interested in.
3: Dennis is John's guide. He'll show him the ins and outs of house history research, starting with the city directory.
0: But what we want is the part back here in pink, the reverse directory, where you can look up your street. So we'll go back to find Utah. Yeah, there it is. And what's the name? Theo H. Ratz. And then once you know the name, you can go to the front portion of the book And look up his name alphabetically. Yeah, Theo
2: H. General Contractor. And there's the value. $6,800. Right, so it was valued at $6,800 in 1930. (laughs) That is crazy.
3: They put the books back on the shelf and go to the Internet for help. One source is newspapers.com. And boom, dozens of articles pop up. You can find almost anything from the Post-Dispatch, Globe Democrat, and even German newspapers from the late 1800s to mid-1900s.
0: So you discovered that Theodore Ratz lived there in 1930. He was the head of the household. And this is from a similar time period, just three years later. um, Something about one of his kids
2: being in a a play of some sort. With 6,500 costumed children.
3: They looked at everything from yearbooks to wedding announcements.
2: At a tea last Sunday, the date of the wedding of Miss Sylvia Ratz to Wilfred Dexter Fales was made known. The tea was given at the home of her parents, Mr. and Mrs. T. Henry Ratz of where I live now.
3: The family that took up the bulk of research time was the Ratzes. Thanks to census records, John knows that they lived in his home for about 40 years and had three daughters.
0: And then if you click the view record, you can view the actual handwritten census page, which is gonna give you additional information.
2: (laughs) That is wild.
3: Another useful place to find information is the Missouri Historical Society's Genealogy Index database. That's something Dennis and his team have compiled for the last 15 years.
0: So this reference is telling you that um, there's a photograph of Jane Ratz in the Roosevelt High School yearbook of 1933. So here's that page that the
2: reference refers to. Oh, this is a great quote. The vain talk much, and that is why she prefers to listen silently.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But the best part of this morning's research session was not seeing old dusty documents or searching online. The surprise came from a magazine featuring, quote, portraits of prominent St. Louisans. Remember that architect that John found? The one that designed his house?
2: There he is, Mr. Gustav. How crazy, wow, look at him. He's got quite the mustache.
3: (laughs) John had no idea about the treasure trove of resources waiting for him at the library. And when he goes home, he said the first thing he's showing his wife is that photo of Mr. Gustav and his mustache.
1: St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reporting. Audio engineer Aaron Doerr helped with that report. Both are part of the team at St. Louis on the Air. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway.